You're listening to Empowered Parenting, Real Parents, Real Stories, a podcast that inspires parents to feel courageous and confident in their parenting journey. Listen in with parent and child therapist Cindy Smolkin and Elisa Daly, Executive Director of First Foundation's Jewish Community Preschools, and meet real parents struggling with real issues. Tune in to help you and your children build resilience. Let's get connected. Welcome to Empowered Parenting, Real Parents, Real Stories. So Cindy, this episode, I feel like every episode I say this, I think this is a really important one. Um, And this is an episode about balance and sacrifice in parenting. And it's not just about um, balance and sacrifice um, with working parents. It's just about the concept of balance and sacrifice that every parent experiences, whether they're a working parent or not. We have two parents and one amazing young lady joining us on this episode today. So I'm going to intro our first parent, um, and her daughter is our guest at the end. So Jordana is a mom. She is the owner of Gem Salads, um, and she is the mom of two girls, um, ages 10 and 12. And so um, her daughter is going to be joining Cindy at the very end of the episode, and um, we're going to hear all about um, what balance and sacrifice has meant to Jordana as she's created her new business, Gem Salads, in this pandemic. So let's get right into it. Jordana, welcome, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you were able to join us. And this, this is going to be an interesting one because while it does somewhat relate to parenting, it's kind of like a different version of of parenting and things that impact parenting. I'm going to do like a little intro of like personal you. So you you're a mom of two girls, but um, which is a huge reason why you're on, but you're on specifically because you've recently started your own business, um, Gem Salads, your salad business, which I have to say, everybody, I actually ordered some salads from Gem Salads and they were inhaled in my family, actually. And so this is what I'm interested to know. You know, I go online sometimes, it's not that often, but I do. And I see a lot of women starting up businesses and and they look so strong and brave. And on social media, like they look so successful. And in my mind, I can't help but wonder, like, how did they get there? And like, a lot of these women have kids and have families. And in my mind, I'm like, how did they make that happen? And so I'm so interested to hear about your journey. I definitely want to hear about the successes of your journey, but I'm so interested to hear maybe the harder stuff, the stuff that maybe a lot of these moms who who have launched businesses maybe don't share so much. For sure. So first of all, thank you, Elisa and Cindy for having me. And I'm excited to share my story with you guys and with everyone listening. And basically Gem Salads was born overnight. So here we are during COVID back in 2020 and the kids are home from school and I was formerly personal training. So I visited people in their homes and it was personal training and COVID hit and I had clients also with kids at home who no longer had time to personal train. Some didn't want to do online. And then I had the few handful that still wanted to do some FaceTime training just to keep up but I had a lot of time on my hands and sort of like in the back of my head, it's always been a bit of a dream to own like a salad or a soup company. I love to cook with my mom. 
So literally overnight on a Wednesday afternoon, I said to my, one of my friends, I said, if you're, if I'm going to do this, you need to help me. Cause I don't know anything about social media. I know nothing. I made myself a logo. I created a full menu and I said, okay, here you go. You have to be the one to post it. Cause I, I don't know what to do. And I'm afraid. So she did. And by Friday I had, I think 40 orders. And then from people I knew and didn't know and people that didn't know me and she was helping me post it all. And what I thought was overwhelming at 40 orders then became 60 orders, then became 80 orders. And I had my dad helping me with deliveries. And one thing blew to the next, I'm now doing 200 orders typically in a day, like for a Tuesday and I deliver on Tuesdays for my Tuesday delivery. So with that, with that all, and that's almost a year now, I'm not, I'm just shy of a year. I, it will be a year, May of 2021. Um, I've clearly grown and clearly when you look on my Instagram, it looks fabulous and amazing. And it was done out of necessity because I needed to keep busy and I needed a job. And, but with all that glamour and the glitz on social media, it's hard. It's physically hard. It's more so that it's hard on my, like my emotional life with my kids. Cause they went from having me mom all the time, you know, help me, help me here, help me there. I need help with this homework and that. And I don't get the zoom and the zoom's not working to mom. That's like, who didn't know anything about social media was like, Oh my God, look, look at my Instagram. Like now I have a hundred followers. Now I have 300 followers. They're like, mom, you're always on your phone. You're always on your phone. Wait, like, what, like it's always gem salads, gem salads, gem salads. And as much as it was amazing for them to see the growth and they've seen the growth over this time. And they're so proud of me. It's hard to navigate, you know, when do I put my phone away? When, like, what is that fine balance? And making sure that they don't feel like my whole brain, because a lot of the times I'm, I'm a one man show essentially. And my brain is constantly thinking about like, okay, what do I have to do next? My next shop, my next, this, my next, that. So it's hard. So Jordana, I'm like thinking about your life. And in some ways I'm like almost relating it to mine. I'm thinking like you have a business and you have kids and you have a husband. Um, you're also a personal trainer. So like there's also another part of your professional life. And I know for me, no matter how confident I feel I am, I a thousand percent have moments sometimes where I wonder, am I doing good enough by my kids? I wonder, oh my God, am I like doing a good enough job in my practice? Am I doing right by my clients? And things like doubt might creep in or worry about being judged by other people or succumbing to expectations that other people have. And I know for me, like it could be a trap. Does any of that ever play out for you? For sure. A hundred percent. I think how could it not? Well, I, I don't know anyone that wouldn't. I would I mean, your question was very multi-layered. So on the one hand, I feel... Yes, there's those struggles with parent, you know, my parenting struggle, like, am I giving my kids enough time? On the other hand, there is the, the whole notion that they've watched me grow a business and they've seen me do something for our family and they are proud of me as much as they can complain sometimes. I know they've told me and they, every week, how many salads do you have? How many salads? Like, they're curious because they want to know and they want to hear about the growth and they're excited. So that's in terms of the family. And then in terms of 
my life. And I'm, I'm very much, a, I like to please and make everyone happy. So I never want my personal training clients that I still have to ever feel that like, I don't have time for them because I do love them. And I've had relationships with them for so many years and I'm not willing to give that up. And I enjoy that time. Um, and then there's the times of doubt where people will say to me, you know, so now what, now what? Or I listen to those, how I built this type of podcast where you hear about these, you know, companies that have grown and they're amazing and they're so inspiring, but then it makes me doubt like, oh, am I not doing enough? Like I haven't, I've grown a hundred percent, but like, I'm not on the shelves of whatever store is out there. And I'm not a, a brand name that everyone knows yet or just yet, or maybe never. And is that okay to never, that just my local, is that good enough? I ask myself. And, you know, I've definitely thought about, you know, growing into a bigger space or perhaps one day opening up a little storefront. But when I've done my research and I, you know, I, I've played with the numbers, I then have to consider my family and my lifestyle and my kids and my husband and my time and finding that balance is really challenging and really it makes me sometimes doubt myself and then sometimes I say to myself you know what I feel great and I get these so much wonderful feedback from the customers I do have and the people who have tried my products and that excites me the week to week excites me enough at least at this point and where my kids are at and my you know where my family's at that right now I'm just riding the wave I love that, Jordana, because I think in any part of a person's journey, maybe even more specifically a mom's journey, there is a certain pressure to like, be it in a business or in our parenting, do more, strive for better, do better. And I think what you're kind of saying is that even though sometimes you might have some of those feelings, it sounds like your fundamental grounded position is, I am doing enough. And I, and I love where it's at. And I don't need to be pushing and pushing and striving for more that could potentially sacrifice something that's important to me. And so I feel good where I'm at and it is enough. And I think that's a massively powerful message. So Elisa, I'm, I'm watching you and I see, see your wheels turning, but I, I'm just gonna speak for one second and then I really wanna pick your brain because I can already tell there's, there's stuff going on in there. You know, and when I, when I hear Jordana, you know, it's so interesting because she identified, you know, she launched into developing this business. It kind of like happened so spontaneously and so quickly, but she identified how like it is emotionally hard and even physically hard and, and tiring. And, and this idea of like, you know, you look at social media and you see the glitz and glamour and it all looks so perfect, but it is really hard and, and it's been hard uh, physically for her, but even as a mom, kind of navigating the balance between her and her kids. And, and yet, I would imagine that even our listeners listening could feel that she's she's found what sounds like a grounded place to be in her capacity to balance this business that she's um, launched into and her family life. And I know that everyone would would tackle that very differently, no matter what they were aspiring to do, whether it's opening their own business or trying to have a workout routine, it doesn't really matter. Anything that takes us off of parenting. But Elisa, talk to me, like, tell me what's, what's going on in that brain of yours. 
So I think the idea, like when I think about balance and parenting and my life and my professional life, I'm drawn to this image of me in my car, picking up my kids from school. And I think that, I don't know why it's like this, it just is in my head, but I do know why. And it's because, you know, Ben is in grade seven. So I've been picking him up from school for a really long time. And, and I think that it's something I've never said out loud was how much I loved and hated picking up my kids from school at the same time. And all the reasons that I loved picking them up from school are the reasons parents love picking them up from school. It's delicious. You get the first point of entry, the conversations, the stories, the everything. But for me, I was never able to do it in a balanced way. And I think it, it's like a metaphor for my whole inability to balance everything because my kids would be talking to me and I wouldn't be listening. And I would feel so pulled and torn in that time because I just bolted out of work to go get my kids. And like, yeah, you could commend me for being like, being able to work it into my schedule and force myself to make the sacrifice with my work to get my kids from school. But I'd often think to myself, would I have been better to figure out my life a different way to not get them from school if I'm not able to be present because they would speak to me and I wouldn't be listening. Or I would, they, they, would, they would be heightened and dysregulated and one of them would have an issue and whatever and I'd immediately get angry or overwhelmed or whatever. And I and I'd think to myself, okay, you've been with them for four minutes and you're already, you're already not doing it well and you're already not balanced because you're thinking about work and you're trying to be you know, present for them. And I think that that, and I'd always think to myself, like, why do you dread picking your kids up from school? Because I think that that's when the imbalance would start and it would just go on. For me, I get asked it a lot. I've gotten asked it a lot in my professional career. I have a lot of FaceTime with parents. Parents would say to me, like, it's amazing that you balance it all. And I'd be staring at them thinking like, what choice do I have? I'm alive and breathing. Like I'm not balancing it all. You're not inside my head. Like You're not in here. It's like chaos in here. There's no balance. You're talking to me and I'm not even, and I'll be at work and I'll be consumed by stuff that's going on with my kids. And so I'll be calling, making doctor's appointments and psychologist appointments and this and that, and calling my mom for advice. And then like an hour has gone by and I haven't done anything at work. It's like wherever I am, I'm not always present. I'm not fully present at work and I'm not fully present at home I, I in my head. So yes, I look like I'm balancing it, but I'm not because in my head, it's just like chaos. What you're saying for sure. And even what Jordana highlighted when she talked about like, like, you know, when do I shut off from work? When do I put my phone down and actually stay present with my kids? And I think that is the ultimate essence of finding balance it isn't entirely about how well do I juggle all these elements in my life. It's more so how do I turn one off to stay fully present in the other. And what you just described, Elisa, it almost sounds like constantly feeling like you have uh, one foot in one door, one foot in the other. And if we don't have both feet planted in one door, we cannot be fully present in either one. And what a massive challenge, and, and to your point, and, and Jordana highlighted this too, how easy it is to look like you have it all together. How easy it is to make it seem like you have this amazing system of balance. But I think what you're saying, what Jordana is saying, 
there's no way that listeners and, and other people wouldn't be able to relate to this notion of like, well, yeah, I look the part, but you don't know what's going on inside of me, how stressed I feel, how torn I feel, how half of my brain is focused here while the other half is focused there. And then I end up not feeling great about either of it. I imagine that that is a very common experience. And I think that the message that is important for me in this, in, in, in this space where we talk about mental health and parenting is that like, I actually think I'm doing a pretty good job at my job. Like I'm doing my job really well. I feel proud of the work that I've done, especially in the pandemic. And I also think that like, I'm not, I'm, I'm doing like, I'm doing a good job with my kids. I'm not, not doing a good job, but it's what I talked about in our, one of our first episodes with Robin, where I talked about like, yeah, it looks good and I have it together and I'm doing a good job, but I don't feel balanced or peaceful inside because I'm constantly worrying about the other or feeling like I'm not giving the attention or like Ben will come down now we're back in online school and he'll be telling me about his morning and honest to God, I'm not listening to a thing he just said. And I'll have to turn to him and say, lovey, can you please say that again? Like, and, and then I have something open on my computer that six hours later, I realized I didn't actually send. And no, it's not a detriment to my job. It's just, it's that internal, like, how do we feel empowered as parents? Like, even if we are managing to balance it, how do you feel good and peaceful inside? And I think that that's like, you know, what I love talking about in this space. And now we are going to meet our second mom of the episode. Her name is Julie and she has a son and he is 11 years old. And we are going to dive in and hear how balance and sacrifice uh, come out and manifest themselves in her life. Julie, thank you so much for joining us today and for being our guest parent to talk about this uh, pretty prevalent topic about, you know, whether we call it, you know, the sacrifices we make as parents or all the things that we often have to juggle. And so I feel so lucky to have you here because I do believe that you are a very busy parent and a very busy woman. And so welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be able to talk about this because it'll get it out of my system somehow, I think. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully that'll feel cathartic to you. It will. You know, it's funny, Julie, I was thinking about this interview and I was thinking, you know, I remember my early 20s when I lived in an apartment, I certainly wasn't married, had no kids. Oh my God, life was so free. I did whatever I wanted all the time. Yep, I worked, so I had that obligation. But other than that, it was such selfish living and, and it was so fun. And now as a, as a mom, as a therapist, you know, whatever other hats I wear, boy, is it different. So I'm so interested to hear from you kind of a little bit about how many different hats do you wear and how that feels in terms of like where you feel pulled and what that looks like in your world. So I'm just going to leave the floor open to you to talk about that. I think that the hats and the roles just um, are piling on a little over the years. Um, and maybe it's the different roles and maybe it's just a deeper sense of responsibility or maybe it's that things get more complicated as we go. But, you know, I am a, a mom of a young son. I am a wife. I am a, a daughter of a, a mother who is almost 90 uh, now. So, you know, we've got that issue. Uh, I am a business owner and I'm a manager of people at the same time. And I see those as two quite distinct roles. So um, I think that covers it on a given day. Okay. That seems like completely doable. Yeah, it's absolutely. only about like eight different jobs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're, and they're all easy. So that's good. 
And so, and I can say this because I, because I know you outside of this interview, no one would guess in a thousand years that you wear all those hats. And if they did know, they would say, oh my God, Julie, you're a star. You wear each of those hats with ease and grace. Is that the truth though? <laughs> it is not. Um, and I, th but I think you're right. I think there is a um, you know, people have often described me as, as incredibly capable, or there's, there's this whole myriad of words that have people have used, um, you know, but the reality is that on any given day, I feel so, uh, so pulled from one thing to the next, you know, in part because I have a real desire to do everything as, as well as I can. I mean, if I didn't have that, I don't think we'd be having this conversation because mm -hmm. I think it would be pretty easy. But, but I do think I want to function at a really high level in all of those areas. And it, it creates, uh, it does create this sense that you're, you're never doing anything the way that you want. And yet, yeah, sure, you, you know, from, from the outside looking in, it, it might feel like anyone who can juggle a lot is, is doing that with ease, and it's rarely the case. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a disguise a little bit uh, that you walk around with, which, which on the one hand is probably quite protective, because I suspect that in many aspects of your life, you want people to see you that way. Um, but then I guess the question is, and, and we're going to get into this, when do we have permission to not be so competent, to take that disguise off, to fall apart in whichever way we might need to? So here's my bold question for you. Can you take that mask off for a second in this interview? And do you feel able to share what it's like when you actually get to take a break from the mask, a break from needing to be so competent and what feelings or experiences lie behind that? I think the idea that this is protective is a really uh, true statement, right? Because you 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 need to keep that up because it's the sense is that you're going to completely fall apart if you don't. And I've often said I don't have the luxury. I have uh, this is like this phrase that you're is just coming to me. Now. I don't have the luxury of doing that, right? Because I've got to keep it all together. And the reality is that, uh, you know, in those moments, and I would say I don't take those moments, I would say they're thrust upon me uh, more than anything. <laughs> so it's just you hit a wall. So, you know, today I, uh, I yelled at my son because I was feeling so stressed and, and his keyboard at that moment was the only thing that mattered to him and I was trying to deal with it. So that's where it hits you and I think that's where the mask comes off in it and then it feels like you're failing right then it's like well I'm not behaving the way that I want to my business isn't where I want it to be I didn't handle that situation the way I should have um, and and that just feels um, it, it does feel like a failure and it does feel and it, it, it eats away at me a lot because um, because now you feel like you're letting people down. Um, so kind of like the way you pointed out, Julie, earlier, like your son was having a keyboard issue and he was just having like an 11 year old normal issue. And you it sounds like maybe had a bit of a reaction on him, but I bet that that reaction more so had to do with 
all the things that may have happened in your day. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing to do with your son. Absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, that's really hard. It's really hard to like, and then we feel guilty or feel badly when we do unleash that way. And so I think it's important to be mindful. So this conversation is not so much about how we, the kinds of reactions we have, but it's more so, is there anything we can do about all those balls that we juggle? You know, are we allowed to sometimes put one down and take a break? Are we allowed to put them all down sometimes and take a break and give permission for healthy self-care? For mm-hmm. self-care, we say, you know what? I'm going to devote this hour to me and only me. And whatever that means, whatever fills your bucket and fills your soul, that it's so important to pay attention to that in the name of self-care, in the name of keeping our sanity, in the name of allowing us to be the people who we kind of want to be. And, uh, and that's not an easy thing to do. Julie, thank you so much for giving us your time. After this conversation, hearing how many balls you have, we kind of like threw this extra one at you by having you give us your time. And so it goes with, with so much appreciation. Thank you so much. No, thank you. It was a pleasure. Wow. So Cindy, so everything that I said after Jordana's episode is, is, is what Julie is feeling like she's, you know, I described like the balance inside my head, not existing and, and the mask that I wear. And she so eloquently described that mask and you could hear how, how hard it is to wear that mask. That mask is heavy. It's so heavy. And we don't take it off ever. I mean, I guess we do, but, but it's so hard to take it off. Um, what help can you give us like to me, to Julie, to Jordana, how do we take off the mask and what do we do when we take it off? Okay. So I think it's such a good question and you're right. Like, you know, Julie so echoed the sentiments that you said earlier and, and even Julie identified how the mask sometimes comes off. Uh, you know, when she told the story about her son and kind of losing it on him a little bit, that's a good example of the mask coming off almost by accident. But I think what I would love for you and Julie and Jordana and any of our listeners to hear is how can we actually be more mindful of choosing when we want to take the mask off? Because here's the truth. If we know it's going to fall off anyways, and it's going to sometimes fall off in a way that ends up just making us feel worse. Well, what a crazy notion to think about, okay, but what if I mindfully chose to sometimes take that heaviness off, find a way to internally balance myself and then put it back on. And so that whole idea is again, empowered parenting. It is about making that empowered choice to say, I need to make sure that I find my internal balance. My balls in the air, my mask that I wear, 100% pulls me in a hundred different directions. We know that there's no one who would not feel stressed under those circumstances. We know that if I sit in that stress permanently, it's going to come out in some reactionary way. And so what if I took an hour a week even, it doesn't have to be a lot, an hour a week where I choose to put all the balls down, every single one, take the mask off and say, I'm going to devote an hour to just me. And what that looks like, what fills your soul, what gives you balance, 
whatever that might be, it's whatever works for you, but it's about finding internal balance to feel that kind of state of reasonable calm, to gain perspective, to be able to objectively look and say, you know what, even though I've got all these balls and sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing it right, I'm okay, I'm doing okay. I'm managing all those balls just fine. And to be able to say that to ourselves and, and so then rather than the mask coming off by accident, it comes out because it comes off because we chose for it to come off for a period of time. You know, it's so interesting, Cindy, and I hope our listeners are getting the benefit of like this podcast has actually been the series of podcasts has been so helpful for me because I took your advice from the episode that we did on guilt and how to become an observer of yourself. I actually did that today and I'm realizing now. So like I, I was going to do stuff and I felt guilty not doing it. And I took myself out of it and said, is does this make me a bad parent if I don't do it? And the answer was no. So I was able to not do it. And in turn, I actually took off my mask this morning and did take time for myself. And I didn't feel guilty about it because of the advice that you gave last week. So I, I think that it's key to be able to take off the mask and not feel guilty about it. And, and so guilt and struggle and balance, it, it's all intertwined. And so I hope that our listeners are able to say, I can take off my mask and, and use the advice from last week of becoming an observer of yourself and actually deciding the stuff that you should be doing that you don't need to do because it's not important. Um, and so I don't know, I just, I really hope that this, like, it's so helpful. And I really hope that, um, you know, our mental health is so important. And, and this leads us into what we're talking about next week. I know a lot of our listeners are in the GTA and in the province of Ontario. And, and even if you're not, um, the state of COVID um, in our province right now, in the region which we live is really, 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 it's the worst it's been. And people are really struggling. We've gone into another lockdown. And, the isolation and the stress is just, it's like oozing out of us. Um, and that's actually what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, we're going to meet a new mom and uh, talk about everything about isolation and COVID. Even though we've been talking about COVID, we've entered into like a new COVID zone in Ontario. And it's just so hard to stomach. Um, but before we go, um, we are going to end our episode here. And thank you so much for listening and invite you to listen in next week. Um, and we invite you to stay here because Cindy is going to interview Jordana's daughter, um, her 12 year old daughter. Um, and it's a delicious, delicious interview. So thank you for listening and please stay tuned to hear Cindy's interview with Jordana's daughter. Bye. Okay, Sammy, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm not gonna keep you long because I think that you're you know, you probably have, you know, other things that are probably much more exciting. You know, I was chatting with your mom and, and hearing all about kind of what her last year was like for her and, and her business. And I was so interested to hear from you when your mom first decided to venture into her salad business. What was that like for you? Well, I was happy for her that she was doing something she loved, but I really didn't think it was going to last that long. And why is that? Why didn't you think that it would last? Because I thought it was just going to be a hobby, like over quarantine. Oh, and so the fact that obviously it wasn't a hobby, it actually turned into a full-blown business. Did that impact you in any way? Like, did that change anything for you or for your relationship between you and your mom? Yeah, so when she first started, 
I wasn't as used to her being so busy because usually she would have like a couple things to do during the day and then lots of things like lots of time for us but when she started her salad she was a lot more busy and a lot more like focused on the computer and on the phone I didn't really care that much because I like having my alone time but at some points during the day I would want to talk to her but she would have to do some salads or whatever yeah for sure you know what's funny Sammy I have to imagine in your house that sometimes either your mom or your dad maybe get on your case about how much you're on your phone or how much you're on, you know, social media. And lo and behold, your mom is now on so much social media and on Instagram all the time. So can I ask you now, Sammy, a year later, even though like I hear that sometimes maybe you wish your mom was like present as much as she used to be. and, And maybe sometimes that feels a bit hard. But how does it feel to you now a year later when you look at your mom and kind of what she's achieved? Well, I'm really proud of her, but it's also really cool to have a mom as an entrepreneur because like I always tell my friends and my teachers about her salads and it's really cool to have my mom doing that. Something that other moms don't really do. Like she's not a lawyer or a doctor, like that type of stuff. She's doing something really cool. Sammy, I'm gonna tell you something. I certainly hear all the time parents talk about feeling proud of their kids, but it's not often that parents get to hear that their kid is proud of them. And so I hope that your mom will listen to this podcast and hear that part of it, because that is so beautiful. And so Jordana, I hope you're listening. What a beautiful thing to hear your 12 year old daughter feeling so much pride for her mom. I love it. Sammy, thank you so much for being here. And as usual, you're so articulate and and you always have such amazing things to say. And it was so lovely to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.